Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So good to have you here with us today for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, my guest today is one of our coaches here at the Speaker Lab, my friend, Miss Nanette Hitchcock. And if you don't know who she is, you're going to love her by the end of this episode. We're going to cover a whole bunch of good stuff in this conversation, including her path from being a leadership coach to a sought-after keynote speaker, how she combined her past experiences with discipline research to figure out her why for speaking and how she helps other speakers get past that imposter syndrome, which is something almost all of us have dealt with or continue to deal with at some point in our careers. Also, make sure you stick around to the end because I love what Nanette has to say about setting the right goals that match up with where you want to get to in your speaking business. It is just so easy to spend energy on things that don't directly tie into your success as a speaker. Nanette has some great wisdom to share around that idea, so you don't want to miss that. I always get so much out of talking uh, with Nanette, and uh, I'm excited to share her wisdom with you today. So let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with one of our coaches here at the Speaker Lab, Miss Nanette Hitchcock. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant here, joined by my friend, Miss Nanette Hitchcock, who's one of our coaches here at the Speaker Lab. Uh, I'm so excited to uh, to talk with Nanette, and she's so excited to talk with all of us, because uh, in fact, she just, she, I was like, all right, here's what we're going to talk about. She jumped right in. I was like, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. She's that excited to talk with us. So Nanette, thank you for being here. How are you today? I am great, Grant, and I am so glad to be here. It's good to chat with you. Always good to hang out with you. Uh, I wish people could see you right now because your smile is just infectious. Your energy, you're just such a, like, you're, you're like the, like the, the mom of our company. Like we just, we love Nanette here at the Speaker Lab. Uh, so Nanette, let's go, let's go back in time for a second. Talk to us about uh, first, how did you first get into speaking? It's quite a journey actually. And 20 years ago when I didn't know anything, didn't know why I was speaking in this case in point here, a lot of times we jump into speaking because we have a message, right? That yeah. we want to communicate. We have something really important that we want to get out to the world and we want to communicate it in a way that it, it makes impact. And so when I first started, I was just all about that. Didn't care about building a business, didn't care about getting paid for it. I just wanted a message. And so I spoke on the platform of the family and did that for several years, um, wasn't really interested. I had um, some, I had developed a business on the side. I actually um, have had multiple businesses as an entrepreneur. So I've learned a lot about business as a, a, a businesswoman. But at the time, I just wanted to get a message out there. Mm. Over time, and I would say that fast forward about nine years, and I began to um, enter into the leadership world. 
what I really saw was that many of the leaders, we need great ones in this world, in, in our homes, in our companies, and in the world. And I wanted to be a part of that. And so I saw, though, that our leaders and as individuals were operating at about 50% of their potential. And I wanted to take them to full strength leadership, which has become my positioning statement. And so about nine years ago, I entered into that world of leadership and began to do executive coaching. So I was presenting on a monthly basis, I would say, to different organizations and leading them to a place where they were stronger leaders, really entering into the culture, um, working on the culture. But I was doing it from a coaching perspective. I was an executive leadership coach. Out of that is where my keynote speeches really began to, you know, um, I gained momentum. And, and so I was asked to speak because I was a coach. And so my speaking business and, and, and really um, from a platform, you know, from a stage really came out of the coaching. Everyone does it a little bit differently. Yeah. And, but that's how I gained momentum as a speaker. And I began to be recognized as an, as an expert in this field. And that led to, you know, a number of, of different speaking engagements and, over the years, I've honed that and I've continued to scale my business. So I went from executive leadership coaching, scaled it to, you know, those keynote speeches and workshops, breakout workshops, mm -hmm. scaled it a little bit more and brought in a standalone event that I'm doing now with emerging leaders. And I'll just continue to scale, but enter in the speaker lab. And I'd been following you guys because I wanted to be a better speaker. And I think that it doesn't matter at what stage I'm in or how many years I've been doing this. I have a lot to learn. And there's a lot of people out there that know more than me. Yeah. And a friend of mine introduced me to you guys at the speaker lab. I took the course, got better because of it really um, I think in my systems, I really wanted to be a part of the speaker lab because I wanted to um, tighten up my systems and my processes so that I could get more leverage and, and so that I didn't lose track to really establish that CRM, that pipeline and all the systems that go along with being, a, you know, having a good speaking business at that point, not just being a good speaker. Uh, I want to go back in time for a second. You said when you were, uh, you spoke about family for a little while, and then you started talking about leadership. Leadership is one of those topics, like a lot of topics that are relevant, and applicable to a wide variety of different people. So like you said, you could talk about leadership in the form of uh, within a company or within an organization, within a nonprofit, within a church, within your family, within your home, within your self leadership. So there's a lot of different ways you could go with that. How did you try to figure out, narrow down that, that this is who you want to focus on, or this is the, who you want to solve this problem? for so that you didn't fall into the trap that so many speakers fall into that I just I just want to speak to everyone I want to help everyone I want to you know I want to speak to people right so how did you figure out who your message of leadership was for that's a, a really great question and I think that it it started with my why you know why why is this a message that I need to get out there? Why is this a problem I need to solve? What gap do I think that I need to enter into here? And, and why is this so important to me? And I had my, you know, I've, I've grown up in a family of 
type A individuals in, in many respects. <laughs> and, and they, uh, you know, several of them have, have been leaders in their own right. And I've, I've looked at their leadership. I've had some really good examples. And my father-in-law, I think of him, he was CEO for Coca-Cola for a lot of years. And, and you know. Your father-in-law was CEO of Coca-Cola? For Alabama. Oh, Alabama, okay. well, still the bottling like, company. Yeah, wow. And so it, they, at that time, I watched him in his leadership, and his effectiveness was not in the in the office. His effectiveness is because he walked the floor always, and he knew his people. He hmm. knew them. He knew what was going on. He knew what was important to them. He knew their dreams. He knew their challenges. He would um, come to the plant at five a.m. Get on the trucks with with those, you know, individuals and he knew his people and he knew how to, you know, to really just, just be a part of their lives in a way that they felt valued always. Hmm. And so I got to view these, these leaders, first of all, that I, I felt it, they, they were, they were so effective and, and, and it really resonated with me. Leadership, it resonates with me. It can be lonely, at the top and the decisions that you have that you have to make, but it can really make such an impact on so many people that I wanted to be there. So there was something inside of me that was just stirring mm -hmm. and I wanted to, and, but I began to notice these gaps also in leadership and I wanted to be a part of the impact. And I had noticed enough leaders done enough research really began to lean into that industry in a way I never had before. I developed a discipline of research that you wouldn't believe um, to, to get as much knowledge as I could to stay current on what was going on, the trends and the way the industries were shifting to do as many interviews like you do <laughs> as possible. And then out of that, so I did my homework and I did the work, yeah. you know, before I ever entered into it. I'm curious uh, as well. It sounds like you've done, you, you do a lot of speaking, but you also do a lot of coaching. Uh, do you view yourself as a speaker who coaches or as a coach who speaks? Because there, there is kind of a, a subtle difference uh, because there's a lot of speakers who come to us here at the Speaker Lab who uh, want to do all the things. I want to speak, but I also want to write a book and coach and consult and do a podcast and do all the things. And we always tell speakers, like, you can do all the things, you just can't do them all at once. And so one of the fun things about being a speaker is like, you get to choose what the business model looks like for you. So there's speakers that want to do a whole bunch of speaking gigs and a few coaching things and some that want to do a whole bunch of coaching and very little speaking and everything in between. So how do you find the blend for, for speaking and coaching in your own business? So for me, what, what I felt I would be most effective in and what I loved the most, what resonated the most was coaching. So the coaching to speaking. And, and when I get on that stage, I, I love to have that moment in time when you create out of a conversation, a transformation mm -hmm. and inspire them to action. And so from a stage it is the coolest thing when you can connect and see this, these light bulbs come on, these epiphanies, this, you know, this moment when they feel that, you know, hey, something was said where they might pivot mm -hmm. and, and it might take them down a path that maybe they wouldn't have taken before. And so I love the stage, but in coaching, I can develop relationships. 
And for me to enter in and see what their challenges are, how we can remove obstacles on a daily basis, how we can make relevant some really specific things to move the needle. And I get to see this unfolding of a culture that goes from, from maybe just okay to really great, um, good to great, as mm -hmm. Colin says in his book. But, but also, um, someone came to me, Grant, one time at the end of, I had been um, piloting a program for about 55 leaders. And it was, it was over a period of three years that they had hired me. So I developed out a package where I was going to meet with them once a month, do some leadership development for those 55 leaders. We divide them up into two groups. Um, I you know, would do the big group to the small group, ask the right questions. At the end of that, I had someone come up to me and say, you know, I never saw myself as a leader, but now I do. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to take ownership. I always asked others to take that ownership of leading, but now I'm going to because I see that I can be a leader. That to me was at the heart of what I do in that, in, in that realm, you know, and that probably was the greatest of things I could have heard. Greatest yeah. compliments. So we, uh, we, we stole you here at the speaker lab for ourselves. Now, uh, you still do some speaking, but also do a lot of coaching with us. We, we keep you plenty busy. And I know that, uh, we would love to keep you even busier if we can just continue to steal more and more of your time. So talk to us about, again, you've interacted with, with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of students here at the speaker lab who are, are where, uh, you and I were several years ago of going out. I, I want to speak. I don't know what I don't know. I'm not sure what to do next. So when, when you first interact with a student who just joined one of our programs, who's just getting started, what are some of the, the common challenges and pitfalls that you see uh, that, that, that newer speakers are running into? So that's a, a really good question. And I see two specific things. One is that their focus, they don't have a vision for what it could be. They need to capture a new vision. You mentioned, you've asked some really, really profound questions, actually, that, you know, because you coach people all the time, you understand what's needed to move the needle. And, and one of the things you said was, you know, you can't do everything. You've got to have some focus, a starting point. But what I do is I try to get them to capture a vision first of, what kind of speaker do you want to be? Because there's a lot of opportunities out there mm -hmm. and there is a lot of ways as leaders, they're presenting all the time. That's one, one way. And they come to me and say, I, I need to be a better speaker just in my meetings, just in, in my leadership, just in what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And then there's those that come to me and they're like, I really do want to come at it from the consulting coaching aspect. I want to present in that way. I want to be there. I want to work through and, and develop out a package of workshops so that I'm speaking in to them on a regular basis and presenting to their groups, to their teams and their culture. Or you might come to me and say, you know what? No, I just want to be on the stage. I just want to have that one moment mm -hmm. with them where I connect and, and I have this transform this transformation that I see where I inspire them to action or, or, and, or there's a lot of yeah. opportunities out there and I've got to help them capture that vision grant first of all, 
so that we can get the focus because at that point is where we have a starting point. We say, okay, this is what resonates and this is your why. Now we need to develop out a starting point of what, what's the main targeted audience, what's your expert positioning statement so you know exactly what problem you're solving right. and why you're solving it. And then from there, we're going to equip you. We're going to give you all the tools that you need to go from there and, and develop that out, you know, in a way, develop those systems and processes so that you can be, you're setting up a business, right? You're not just speaking and coming up with a talk that, you know, is profound and, and makes an impact. You, if you really want to get paid, you've got to think in business. You've right. got to think in terms, you wouldn't start a business without the, a good plan. So we've got to come up with all the elements to the good plan. And so we help them to do that, but we give them a vision and then we pull it down to a focus and then we go from there. So whenever it comes to that vision piece, which is, is so, so critically important, but again, so many speakers just say, I, I just want to speak. You know, I just, I just like speaking. And like you said, there's so many different options of what speaking looks like. Like one, you know, thing that, uh, that Eric, uh, another uh, coach on our team, he and I joke a lot about is he, and I think you're similar, like you, you love doing like small group things for long periods of time. So a full day or multiple days, and you can go deep in the weeds on that. Uh, and I've done some of those and I, I am not good at those and I don't like those. That's way too much time. Uh, I'm really good in like a one hour block, you know, uh, whereas another speaker may be like, you can't get anything done in an hour. It's like, sure you can, you know? So each speaker has to, to figure out, you know, what it looks like for them. Part of the challenge is you, you may not know until you try it. You know, I wouldn't have known that like, okay, I like this format better than that format, or I feel like I'm more effective in this way than that way. Um, so what do you do early on in terms of formulating the vision when you just, you don't know what you don't know? Yeah. And so we, you know, we talked earlier about what are the obstacles that get in the way. And, and I went off on the vision piece and everything, but you've got to, you've got to have some focus to, to the plan, because if you don't have any starting point, then how are you going to know? How are you going to know? And so, you know, I, when we're bringing it in for coaching, I really try to unpack for them to not get stuck in, in trying to meet every targeted audience. And they get so stuck in formulating the words for one problem because mm -hmm. they're, they're so afraid that they've missed someone, that they've missed the boat. But what I try to explain in coaching, and I have experience that has shown this time after time, is if you'll start and take the next step, then what will happen is you will, you will get out in that audience afterwards and you'll begin to talk to them. You'll begin to understand what resonated. They'll say, you know, when you said that, it, it really resonated. You'll have the exit interview and you'll talk with that event planner or decision maker and they'll say, this is what I'm hearing mm -hmm. from my audience. Or, you know what? They really wanted more of this. And then you begin to, to hone it, to tighten it up, to add elements from what you hear. And you might shift the focus a little bit to they give a recommendation to another group and you go in that group and you're like, man, this was over the top. So mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on this group because these, I really, really made an impact here. But until you take that step 
until you get the feedback, until you have the interviews and you really are in it, you cannot possibly continue to, to, to understand how you can make the best impact with what audience. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think a lot, and you, I think you hear this as well that a lot of speakers are are scared to make that first step because they want everything to be perfect. You know, uh, I want to make sure I've got my expert positioning just right, and I want to make sure that you know, uh, I want to make am I, am I, of all the different thing people I could speak to and all the different problems I could speak about. I want to make sure I'm speaking to just the right thing that it's all perfect. And that the reality is, is like you, you don't know, and and we're all like doing our best and figuring it out. And so you're making kind of an educated guess, and so. Uh, a line what we say a lot is that it's it's easier to steer a car in motion than it is to steer a car that's in park. And so we're like, just get started. Like we're going to tell you what to do and you're going to make some mistakes along the way. We're going to coach you and guide you. And that's okay. If things don't work, like we'll, we'll tweak it and adjust, but just getting started. So do you find that a lot of speakers are just, just scared to death to take that first step because they, they uh, have either the imposter syndrome or they want everything to be perfect or they have something else that's holding them back? Yeah, and I'm really glad you asked that question because that is the second obstacle that I was going to mention is the imposter syndrome. Yeah. What happens is that we find with, with all of our students, it doesn't matter what skill level that they've had in the past. It doesn't matter where their expertise has been. doesn't matter even if they've been on the stage and they've been paid for it. And they have so much to offer in this backdrop of their journey. When they go this direction towards speaking, they do begin to have these self-doubts of why me? Why would someone listen to me in this? Mm -hmm. Why do I think I'm the person that can do this? And I really have yet to find someone that doesn't have some level of doubt Right. when they start this process. But I think that's not always a bad thing. Yeah. But keep, it keeps us humble. It keeps us looking for the things that are going to teach us. And we're going to keep getting feedback. We're not going to let our pride get in the way or the fact that we think we know it all. But where they get stuck is if they do not move in spite of the doubt. Yeah in spite of the doubt, if they let it paralyze them, then, then it's when it, it, it becomes a problem. And I want to just say, why, why not you? The, it may be the same message out there and it will be. Don't think that it won't, you know, that you're yeah. going to have some message that someone has to add, but there's only one way that it's it, your way is going to be unique. It's going to be your way of presenting it. And it's yeah. something that no one else can copy. It's your way. And we need that in this world. We need everyone speaking into their messages in a way that's unique to them. Hey friends, do you know the five steps to book more gigs and get paid as a speaker? Well, if not, listen up because these same five steps to help me to grow a seven-figure speaking career are all laid out in great detail in my latest book, The Successful Speaker. Five steps for booking gigs, getting paid, and building your platform. Whether you want to speak as a side hustle or your dream is to become a full-time professional speaker, I know what it takes. I share all of that with you in this definitive step-by-step -step roadmap. 
Let me be your guide. Learn from my mistakes. Get paid what you know you're worth to share your unique message on stage. If you want to read the first chapter for free or just check out the book, go to thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash book. Check out your copy of The Successful Speaker. I say all the time, like every every speaker, entrepreneur, anybody that you look up to, you admire, respect, like everyone's just figuring it out as they go, like doing the best they can. We all have the same doubts and insecurities and fears. And so the speaker that's speaking for the first time or speaker who's speaking for the thousandth time, they're going, what, what am I doing up here? Like, why are they why are they having me come speak of that? And, and you, you may learn to manage that a little bit better, but uh, I don't I don't know that those fears or doubts or insecurities ever fully go away. And that, that's just, that's part of it. So how do you help uh, how do you help our speakers to, to navigate that and kind of get over some of those mental hurdles that may be keeping them from taking action? Yeah, I, I really, this is where I just get so excited, Grant, because I, I love our students. I yeah. truly love them. And I was so glad that you brought me in as a coach because I've always done it on my own. I've been this entrepreneur out here with their own business. And, and I couldn't have done it without all the multitude around me all the years, but there's something about being on this team. You guys actually, when I came in, I was amazed that actually you had a culture that I had been, you know, trying to get people to, to pay, you know, I'm like all these years in leadership, I'm like, you guys exampled the very culture that I felt like was the perfect culture out here. Mm. It is an encouragement and not that we do everything right, but it is a, a, a culture where we encourage each other. And so in that, I was so glad to be a part of a team. And then in that, I got to know the students and the students have, there is so much passion to, to this business, the students that come in are, are type, I mean, they are what I call 18 individuals. They have these perspectives and these messages that are so profound and the need to get, make their way out there into the world. They need to be able to have the tools to, and, and the clarity to be, you know, to get their messages out there. So what we do is we try to do that. And as a coach, I get to be a part of that process. So when they come in, what I do is I really try to help them capture that vision of Mm -hmm. what it could be. But I also get them to think in terms of, we're not just here to help you clarify your message. We're not just here to bring clarity to that one piece of it. What we are here is to help you to, to show you a path to success. And that includes you understanding that this is a business, this is a speaking business. And so we help them capture the vision that we were talking about earlier for their business. But then what we do is we talk through the obstacles and I give them a license to remove those obstacles and we talk through perspectives on getting through the challenges and the fact of creating margin in their life to work on this business. And then we give them the tools and we are very clear on how we do that. We move them through the expert positioning statement. And that in itself could be a whole podcast, <laughs> you know, of how we do that because it can be very strategic, 
but it also is, it is, I think the foundation of your business, because that's when you get really clear on what problem you're solving and why you're doing that. And that is going to sustain you through the business. If you're clear on that. And then we move them into the talk and the talk itself can be so powerful. We work with them on that. We work with them on giving them the tools of website and demo reel. And then just thinking through the pipeline that Eric is so good at. And we work them through these leads and thinking through their contacts and their processes and everything that goes into that so they can be successful. So it's a whole process. One of the things you touched on I really like is is helping speakers make the mental shift from, you know, uh, I want to be a speaker to I'm, I'm running a speaking business. And it reminds me of the um, the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And he talks about um, there's a uh, if someone is baking bread, there's a difference between being a baker and running a bakery. They're just two different skill sets, but you you have to wear both hats. And the same thing is true for speakers. Like I, just because you want to be a speaker and just because you have a website, just because you have a video, like doesn't mean anybody cares. Like there's a, a different skill set of running a speaking business. And that's what we want to teach. That's what we want to instill. But it does require that mental shift uh, to get people to think about you're, you're, you're more than a speaker. You are doing the marketing, you're doing the sales, you are, are have to do something to get your name out there and start to, to push forward on that. Do you find that that is a, um, uh, or how do you, how do you uh, see speakers overcoming that mental hurdle of making that shift to think about it less of just being a speaker and more about uh, I'm running a business and I need to treat it as such. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first of all, it's like that leader that I told you about earlier, they have to see themselves as a speaker. Mm -hmm. They have to see themselves as someone that can do this and then decide that they're going to go the distance because Mm -hmm. whether you're a speaker, you're doing any other business. um, It's hard to be an entrepreneur. And, and you've got to develop that thick skin and you've got to also make sure that you have a strong enough why that it sustains you through the nose, through the times that, you know, you fail and then you shift and you start again, which I have done a thousand times. I remember when I got back in the game, I had been a stay at home mom for years and loved every bit of that. And I'm so thankful I took that time with my kids and had the opportunity, you know, to, to, that was my first team, by the way, (laughs) which I love. But when I entered back into, in the leadership realm, and then of all things, I decided I was going to be an executive leadership coach. And I was going to tell these that, you know, and most of my clientele was, were men at the time. And, and it's like, I was going to tell them something about leadership. But I saw myself in that role. I saw myself positioning them in a way that they could be more successful in that. And because of that, I found traction and I was able to move forward. So to your point, they've got to see themselves first as a speaker. And then they've got to set themselves up for success by having the right tools and processes and systems in place. But not just that, they've got to put the right people around them. I have benefited for years from coaches and mentors, and I really could not be where I am without those people. And so there's a lot that goes into a business. And I always try to hire a coach or have a mentor that is one step ahead of me that knows more that can speak into my challenges, that help can help me play chess, not checkers. Mm. 
in the game of business that I'm, I stay up and research a lot with the switches in, in industry and the trends and the things that are going on. So I'm a, a voracious reader mm-hmm. and I am constantly in that mode of growing and learning so that I can grow in this business, but also I am setting systems in place and people that know more than me manage those systems. And, and so that I can be successful with the business. And then last, I'm very much about goals. So as the, as the, you know, that, that person comes in and I'm coaching them, our students come in, I make sure that after we've captured a vision of, of what they want to be, and I'm clear, okay, you want to be more in workshops and on the stage, or you want to be in the leadership, or you want to be in this industry, then we set the right goals. The focus is on the right things. So in my business, I have made sure, and when I coach, I look at 10 domains. I follow a lot of, of you know, Michael Hyatt taught me a lot of that, of focusing on what matters most, mm-hmm. read a lot of his books. But I, I focus on what matters most. And I try to get our students to do that, focus on the right things, set the right goals, so we have greater success. And as an entrepreneur, that has been so crucial through the years that I focus and give my energy to the right things, not just the urgent, not just the tasks that are 101 a day, but the important, you know, the, the important versus the urgent. Uh, I'm curious, uh, we'll wrap up with this. There's, there's again, a lot of speakers that you interact with that you work with here at the Speaker Lab. And there are uh, those speakers that um, really bust their butt and they execute and they, they, they do what we say, uh, they implement and they see the results. And then there's some that, that unfortunately kind of kick the tires and they're just kind of him hawing about it. What do you feel like is the difference between uh, successful speakers, those that make it and those that don't? That is really uh, a great question um, to wrap up with. I do see a difference. And I think it has to do with a lot of the things we've been talking about today, Grant. I think they've got to be coachable first. Mm. They've got to have an attitude of I I'm going to get somewhere because I'm going to learn I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to do everything possible to do the work. They're not in this halfway. When they come in, they are following those modules. They are asking questions. They come with a list of questions and they're asking questions and they're absorbing the answers. And then they do the work until the next time we talk or the next module. And they are really trying to learn and and grow. And then they're trying things in between. They're like, okay, when I say, you know, when I ask them, okay, try this, see if you've got an audience or see if you've got this, let's try this and this. They're doing the work. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, making sure that they try things and they give themselves room to fail. They give themselves room to shift the perspective. And that's the growth of this, of this program is you have that margin to do that. And you've got a coach that's helping you move the needle towards success and then equipping with the right things. They take all of that in and they do the work and they start setting up their processes. They set their right goals. Mm -hmm. They have a good expert positioning statement, a great talk. 
and they, you know, then they have a, a really good website and some demo reel. They've got the tools right. that they need, but then here's where the rubber meets the road. The ones that become successful just start. Yeah. They start somewhere. They they make a plan for it. They just don't start randomly and they carve out time and they make sure that they're doing the, the work, whether they decide to, you know, and they set a goal for that work for those leads. They take each of those process that you and Eric talk about mm -hmm. the lead in stage and, you know, all of those processes and they make sure that they're setting goals within that of, okay, I've set up my CRM. I'm, I'm going to contact this many people. I'm going to send this many e emails out. I'm going to meet for lunch with two people in a new industry that I'm kind of looking at right now. Right. I'm going to check out and do the research here. It's all of those things, but they're doing the work. And those are the ones that are successful, that have a great attitude, that are learning and growing. They're putting the right people around them. They're getting the tools. And then they're just, they're moving and shaking. Right. And and they're willing to move forward in spite of the fact that they might get no's and they might have obstacles. And their they their why is so important that they're going to get this message out there. Yeah, very well said, Nanette. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, <laughs> always enjoy seeing you and chatting with you. Uh, and listen, uh, dear listener, listen. If you are considering uh, joining any of the the programs here at the Speaker Lab, uh, Nanette would be one of the coaches you'd work with, and she will simultaneously love you and hug you and kick your butt and challenge you. So uh, we would love to work with you. So uh, Nanette, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Thanks, Grant. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support, ads, as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.